I want to welcome you into the Sunday preaching podcast of the Point Church located in beautiful Perdido Key, Florida. I'm Tim Coleman, the senior pastor, and we believe strongly in the expositional preaching of God's Word that builds our faith and grows us up in Christ. I'm glad you're either downloading the sermon or listening live to our service, and I pray that this message is a help to you on your journey of faith. Now join me as we get to the point. Christ is born. We're here to celebrate that birth tonight. As John and Jordan read the scripture, Elizabeth, and lit the candle for us a minute ago, tonight we're gonna focus on a very important word at Christmas time from the announcement of the angels to the shepherds. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Back in the late 1800s, there was a man by the name of William Cornell who penned the words to a song that has to do with peace. He would later name that song, Wonderful Peace. And this song's been on my mind the last few days, and I I just uh, tonight thought it would be an appropriate song on this evening to think about some of the words in the song. This is what he wrote. Far away in the depths of my spirit tonight flows a melody sweeter than song in celestial like strength it unceasingly falls or my soul like an infinite Sing it with me if you know it. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love I just wonder tonight on this Christmas Eve is that the kind of song that you could sing and really know what it means and to say that's the kind of life I'm living today is a life that knows the peace that floods my soul that only comes from above. I want you to think for just a minute about Luke chapter 2 and this announcement that is made about peace on earth and goodwill toward men. How many of you would agree with me tonight that the message of peace is a message that should be preached and sang and declared on December the 24th of 2020. We live in a world tonight of chaos, division, of turmoil, a world that needs peace. So the question is, when this announcement came from the angels to the shepherds 
of peace on earth, did that mean that in that moment, instantaneously, here on this earth, there would be no fear, no worry, because I think you would say amen to the fact we need that tonight. 2,000 years after this announcement is made, we are still pondering and searching for the answer in this world, how can a person find peace? The announcement of peace that came to the angels, I believe, is even more greatly described in Acts chapter 10 and verse 36. Look up on the screen. This is what it says. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. So the announcement of peace that comes through Israel it is, is an announcement of good news. Evangelism, evangelio, again, is the word there. The good news is, is that mankind, human beings, can experience peace on this earth, but that will only happen through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the baby born in Bethlehem is the prince of peace. He's the author of peace, and he's the only one that can produce peace in our lives. I love the old Puritan preacher Thomas Watson. He said this about the peace that comes from Christ. He said, Jesus came into the world with a song of peace, on earth, peace, and he went out of the world with a legacy of peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Now, I might ask you tonight, who's the greatest preacher or declarer of the gospel that has ever lived? And someone might say Billy Graham. Someone might say Adrian Rogers. But I would say that would be incorrect. Great preachers of the gospel. The greatest preacher to ever preach is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He declared a wonderful message in Matthew chapter 5, verses uh, Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter 7 that you and I know tonight as the Sermon on the Mount. And I want you to think about that sermon as he gets over into chapter 6 and he really begins to address the things that humanity would experience and go through that would keep us from having peace. He says, first of all, in chapter 6 and verse 27, that sometimes physical matters will keep us from having peace. And he asked a very important question that I think would be fair to uh, ask ourselves tonight. He said, how many of you by worrying is going to add one hour to your life? Sometimes we don't have peace in our hearts because we're concerned about physical matters. He goes on to say, some of you don't have peace in your life because you're concerned about financial matters. He asked the question in the Sermon on the Mount, why are you asking yourself the question, what am I going to eat and what am I going to drink and what am I going to wear? Because that type of worry will rob you of the peace that Christ came to give us. He finishes up by saying some of you are just straight up worried about tomorrow. You're worried about the future. 
And if you're going to sit around and, and worry, what's going to happen next year? and What's going to happen next month? And what are we going to go through? If that's the kind of life you live and the way you use your mind, I can assure you tonight that you're not going to live in the peace that Christ came, us, came to give us. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34, why are you worried about tomorrow? Because tomorrow is going to take care of itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So the Prince of Peace, the Preacher of Peace, the one just before he ascended back into heaven said, my peace I give you, I'm going to leave this with you. We must understand that this peace that comes through Christ, it, it does not mean that we will never have moments where we have pause or concern. The peace that Jesus has left with us here on earth, it does not mean that you will not pause concerning the happenings of life. It doesn't mean you'll never pause or have some angst about your, your finances or your well-being or about your future. How many of you can agree with me tonight that peace is something that is hard to find in this world? It's hard to find. But praise God, we found the answer. The answer to peace is in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I read this week that only 8% of recorded history has the world lived in peace. In the last 3,100 years, only 286 of them has there not been some type of war going on in the world. There are over 8,000 peace treaties that have been signed and most of them have obviously been broken. When I read that, I think about what the Scripture says. Men will cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. But tonight, we declare on this Christmas Eve, there is peace. And we can live in peace and know peace by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, very very quickly, this is a short sermonette, all right? If we're going to live in peace, the first thing we have to do is we have to be at peace with God. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. And more than that, we also rejoice in God through Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. You see, the gospel message is this. We are all born into this world sinners. And because of that, we are at enmity with God. Paul said we are enemies with God. But Jesus Christ came to make a way for us to have a peace treaty that will never be broken through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. We can be reconciled to God. Please hear me tonight, friends. If you want to have peace on earth, peace in your heart, peace in your family, peace in your life, it begins by making peace with God. Pastor, how do you do that? The Bible says every person must acknowledge that they're a sinner, 
They must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, confess their sin, and confess him as the Lord of their life. A invitation, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me, save me, change me. And because of what Christ did on the cross, we can go from being an enemy of God to being a child of God. Can we say amen to that tonight? From the cradle to the cross, that's what the cross is all about. And then once you make peace with God, then you can live with the peace of God. John read about it just a minute ago in Philippians chapter 4. It is a peace that the world does not understand. It makes no sense. Now, real quick, you and I agree tonight we're living in a world of chaos. And, and of course, sometimes you know we think we've got it worse than anyone ever has. But I want to just pause for just a minute and remind you that it was pretty tough to live the Christian life in the Roman Empire, all right? It, it was pretty hard to be the kind of Christian that, that, that God wanted you to be living under that Roman tyranny. And I love, as Paul writes to the Christians that are in Rome, he writes them basically a prayer that he's praying over them. And tonight, I, I pray that this is a prayer over this room and to everyone that's watching online that we might live in the peace of God. Look on the screen, Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Paul said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Man, I pray that tonight for all of us on Christmas Eve. May we be filled with joy and peace. How? How, church? By believing that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is the only one who can bring us peace in this world. Let me finish with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Not only do we make peace with God, and we have the peace of God, but we always live in the presence of the God of peace. Here's another prayer, and I'll close with this. Another prayer that Paul gives the Christians that are in Thessalonica that I think would be so appropriate for us tonight. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This Sunday I'm going to preach on the second coming, the second advent. Jesus is coming again. Paul says, until then, he wrote this 2,000 years ago. Paul says, until then, may you live on this earth, and may you be well, and may you be whole, and may you experience the joy and the peace that comes from Christ. As I said Sunday morning, life is filled with happenings. Things happen, right? But as things happen in this life, when you're a Christian, you can go through your happenings with the peace of God, that all is well. I close with a quote from A.T. Pearson. The peace of God is that eternal calm which lies far too deep in the praying 
trusting soul to be reached by any external disturbances. Tonight, is that the kind of peace that has swept over your soul? If it has, if you can say all is well, you can only do that because you have a vertical relationship with Jesus Christ.